Welcome into the Cougar Tailgate, where BYU fandom lives. Here's your host, Lauren McClain. What's up, Cougar Nation? Lauren McClain here, and we're doing what we do best, talking all things BYU Cougars. Today is the first show of our brand new roundtable discussion format. We'll discuss a few topics with former BYU athletes and current BYU sports analysts. You all know Cleon Wall. What's up, Cleon? Hey, everyone. <laughs> wah, wah. Well, yeah, it's just like, big deal. It's just hey, Cleon. Everyone. And we're <laughs> blessed to have Brian Logan in the house with us today. Belo, good to have you here, my friend. Hey, everyone. <laughs> <laughs> Matching the tone. Yeah. <laughs> T- today, I want everyone to give off their preseason takes on how the inaugural, n- inaugural season in the Big 12 will go for the Cougars. BYU has a loaded schedule this year, so let's start with this. When you look at the Cougars' schedule, what's the first game you have circled? Let's start with Cleon. First game I have circled. Wow. Um, I'm going to actually say Texas Tech. Uh, I lived in West Texas. Uh, I know how much football means to them. So that that game circled for me. Um, this is a sleeper Red Raiders team. They're, they're picked fourth in the conference. But if Tyler Shuck can stay healthy, this can be a really, really good team. Uh, it's BYU's homecoming game. Uh it's in the middle of the season. So I think we'll know a lot about the Cougars after after they play mm-hmm. Texas Tech. And by the way, I love the Red Raiders uniforms. I love their mascot. <laughs> I, I love everything about Texas Tech. You I like just, red? You yeah, like the color red? Yeah, and black. It's red and mm. black. So Yeah, yeah be I mean, careful what you're saying. Right? It's, inter- oh, okay. it's interesting. <laughs> <laughs> I used to like red until I came here. <laughs> Bilo, what do you have? What game do you have circled? Uh, Oklahoma is the game that I have circled. Obviously, I played against Oklahoma. I was on the team that beat Oklahoma. Um, and, man, so many so many good memories. Um, and I think seeing them on the schedule just kind of brought all that back up. Obviously, um, it's, a, it's a brand, right? It's a pretty big brand. I hope it snows <laughs> as well. Um, to give BYU the advantage. The first time I've ever said that living in Utah. I've been, I've been here since 2009. <laughs> Away, at first I, th- I thought Texas maybe, but I would say Arkansas as well. I'm I'm thinking about going to the game maybe. I guess I got, I got to talk to Junior and see <laughs> if you know if I can if I can do it. But but my boys they live in Missouri. They live in the Ozarks actually. So oh, yeah. um, it it would be a good a good trip for me and and for them and um, sit down and, and watch a, a a BYU football game that's outside of Utah, outside the stadium. so In SEC country as yep. well. I, I'm with you, Brian. I'm going with Oklahoma for my home game. The biggest opponent BYU will ever face at home, or have has ever faced, I dare say, as part of the same conference. Because I know that BYU has had some incredible teams come into Lavelle Edwards Stadium. They had, what was USC, ranked a few years ago, number three. They've had great mm-hmm. teams come in. Miami, number one, back in 1990. Cleon would remember that. So great Thank team. you for bringing great up my teams. age one more time. I really appreciate Brian that. Brian was not born. I was a little too young. No, I'm just kidding. No, I, I just was in, saying. In, in 91? 90. Oh, 90. oh, I was born in 88. So oh yeah! Two. Oh, you were two, two then. So, yeah, two. We were around. <laughs> we were around. I was four. Uh, anyway, no BYU. My point is BYU's had some incredible teams come to Cougar Stadium or Lavelle Edwards Stadium, but this is going to be the biggest opponent BYU's ever had come as part of their same conference. Right. And yeah. I just think, and it's the only year it's going to happen. Having Oklahoma in Lavelle Edwards Stadium as part of the Big Twelve, I think that's got to be. Your home game that's that's circled on the calendar for the road so game. So you're saying San Diego State was not a big enough opponent when they came to Lavelle. I I, that is what I'm saying. No, it was, no disrespect no, that was, to the Aztecs. That, but, actually, yeah. that actually was for me. It yeah. Was, it, was it? it was for me, yeah. Because uh, San Diego State, I had committed to my freshman year oh, okay. of, of, my, that's of, right. my, of, my, of my junior college. And 
even going into my sophomore year, I was I was committed, and um, uh, coach got fired, and the new head coach came in, Brady Hoke, and uh, took my scholarship away. So I looked at everybody like during that game, and I said, "Look, we could lose. I don't care if we win another game (laughs) the rest of the season." And we had we had that was that was the the everyone's looking at you like uh. (laughs) that. That was the year that we beat Oklahoma. So, you know, fast yeah. forward, I'm like, I don't care about none of these games. I don't care about <laughs> Oklahoma, none of that. All that is behind us. We got to focus on right now. <laughs> I will hate stay. each and every one of you if we lose this game. <laughs> and um, so, yeah, it was, it was. and then, you know, uh, my my senior year, when they came, it was even, yeah, it was like, there was a lot of hype. And everybody knew, too. And we had, I think that's when we broke the, the, the losing streak. Mm. So we had lost four in a row. Um, first time we lost to to Utah State in since like the nineteen like thirties or something like that. And Coach Coach Hill got fired. You know we 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 lost four in a row. Uh, Coach Hill got fired. I think it was San Diego State when you know Bronco took over. And I was like, see, even on a down year, you <laughs> I still got I you. Still number. got you. Still. <laughs> Well, for Brian, San Diego State was the largest <laughs> opponent to ever come to the State. My road game is what you said originally, Brian, is Texas. I these I know these are the obvious choices, but they're, they are just so that obvious to me. Only year in the same conference before they head off to the SEC. They're going to be the top of the conference. They're the top dog. They're the guys everybody wants to beat. BYU has a knack for some reason. I mean, sometimes they do really poorly against lesser opponents, and then against really great opponents, they do very, very well. So I'm like, there is a chance that BYU could do well against Texas, and who would not want to be there if they upset Texas you know, at Longhorn Stadium their last year in the Big 12? Come on. Yeah. I don't even think you guys can argue that, right? Yeah. No, I, I mean, yeah. you could. It's, you it's could, huge but. because, they're, they, yeah, they're, they're picked to finish the con- – they're picked to finish first in the conference, so that's that's definite. It's it's a huge stadium. It's the biggest name in Texas when it comes to football. Aggie fans, Texas yeah. A&M Aggie fans, may argue that, but I mean, <laughs> you're you're still talking about probably the biggest name out there. Oh yeah, uh, outside of the SEC, and they're going to join the SEC. But hey, thanks to them, BYU. Yeah, to the no, we love them. We love yes. them, but we want to beat them. <laughs> and I love the Steve Sarkeesian tie yeah. with BYU. I love that Taysom Hill. Just trampled over them the yeah, last we, two times yeah, they played BYU. So yeah, yeah. To, you know it's funny when I see that um, on the schedule. I'm like, oh, that's a win. Just, really? Just when you see Texas on <laughs> the yeah, schedule, yeah. just because of Taysom just Hill, what happened history, those yeah, two years? Yeah, I'm, they don't like Oklahoma. He same thing with Oklahoma. I'm like, I beat, I beat them. Like that's a win. You <laughs> yeah, know? that's a win. I'm more, I'm, I'm, I'm more scared of Texas Tech than mm. than those two, just because of you know the the, the history and. Like you said, with with Taysom, it's like, you know, it's like so. For example, when Florida State came in two thousand nine, you know, we were seventh in the nation, just beat Oklahoma, and people got, like my guys, we, that little, little, that little, that look in the eye was like, hey, <laughs> hey, stay with me, stay with me, yeah, <laughs> you yeah. know, right? you know, because you 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 have these big brands, right? And and as a kid, and big growing boys up, too. And that uh, well. <laughs> I have I have stories of how I came <laughs> to people's knees, you know. <laughs> but um, you have these big brands, and, and when you're growing up, you you put them on this, the pedestal, right? So it's like, oh my gosh! And so it's hard to break that moment. And um, you know, sometimes when you don't feel like you belong, right? Like you're mm-hmm. on the same stage as as, as these guys, um, you know, you end up uh, laying a giant egg, like we did. And so uh, I don't have that feeling when it comes to Texas or Oklahoma. I'm like, Psh, 
Yeah. I don't see him as like a Wyoming, but yeah. <laughs> but I'm just like, yeah, it's just another, it's another, it's another school. All the old Mountain West foes. <laughs> yeah, San Diego Brian's, State, Brian's just trashing on him. Man, there we go. You got something against those guys. No, it makes sense though because BYU, even just the program, is not as familiar with Texas Tech, and they could be this team. You, you're like, how do we take these guys? What do we, what do we do? Mm-hmm. But yeah, let, let's move on to our next topic that kind of goes along with that. We talked about the games we're most excited for, but which game is going to be the most pivotal game? For BYU, Cleon, what do you think? I'm going to say TCU. Um, if BYU's playing really well, they start out five and zero. This game could prove, hey, we're not a fluke. We're actually we're we're actually a really good team. And you could say that after Arkansas too. But I, I'm just saying it's the cumulative. You know, it keeps adding up. Let's say they're three and two going into this. This game could keep them above five hundred. You know, they need a good game before they go on that run of. Texas Tech, Texas, West Virginia, and back to back to back weeks. So I think this is this is the team that's that that could be a pivotal point for BYU this season. And, and I just want to beat the Horn Frogs. <laughs> They've won the last four games against BYU. Yeah, there's a history there for sure. I, if I'm a BYU fan, I want to get these guys back. These are old conference foes. I want to get them back. So that's the that's the pivotal game for me, both as a fan and just for the program. You know where they are at the time too. Brian, what do you think? For me, it's um, it's it's Arkansas, and the biggest challenge that BYU has has had since I've been a part of the program, and probably even you know before me, is has been depth and it's been um, mm-hmm. injuries. And yeah. whenever you play against these, I don't want to say big schools because not every big school from a brand perspective is going to have you know huge kids that are, are monsters and going to you know could destroy you every play but Arkansas you know they can (laughs) and and so so obviously you know having having a game like that injury free is is very tough um and and the game I mean it's it's, it's hard like hard to say it this way but that game really doesn't matter yeah right like and and when it comes to us being in a conference for our first year we we just we want to focus on the conference play which is why a lot of schools um p5 schools they scheduled, you know, the Sam Houston States and the Western, you know, Valley, Mississippi, whatever, you know what I mean? Um, because they, they understand how important conference play is. And so you always put yourself at more of a risk uh, for injury when you're playing against, you know, top tier talent and opponents. I think I think Cody Epps, I'm not sure. I think he got hurt that game that and he was out for the yes, rest of the saw. season. Right. So, yeah, it's, it's um, I, th- I think it's 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 important for the fact of just coming out injury free or as 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 best as possible. Yeah, I think that's I think that's a really great point. Depth always has been kind of an Achilles heel for BYU. I feel like the ones have been fantastic twos and then it hits it's dropped off a little bit. So yes, heading into the conference first year in the Big Twelve, you want your guys, your number ones to be mm-hmm. healthy in there. I think that's a great point. I have Kansas is the most pivotal game. Uh, it's the conference opener, and I, I think you can set the tone for the rest of conference play. One win at a time, right? Kansas is picked to finish ninth in the conference, so they're not <laughs> supposed to be that great. And although it's only it's two spots above where the Cougars are picked to finish, they're not supposed to be a super strong team. And if BYU gets trampled by Kansas, what kind of tone is that setting for the rest of the season? Because it really just gets harder and harder for the most part, for BYU from there. So for me, the most pivotal game of the season is going to be that conference opener against Kansas. Let's talk about – we're going to be a little bit of Debbie Downers here. Uh, 
BYU has a mountain to climb this year. And as we know, as BYU fans, things don't always go the way you want them to go. What do we feel like would be the worst case scenario for BYU football this year, Cleon? I, I don't think they're going to lose every single game. I'm, I, I'm, I'm pretty confident they're going to win the first two games of the season. So I think the worst case scenario is they only win three games. Actually, I think they win four games. I think they win four because I think they'll they'll probably beat either Cincinnati at home, Iowa State at home, or West Virginia. I think they get two of those three games. So I think they win four. So my worst case scenario is probably three and nine or four and eight. But I'll I'll go four and eight. I think that's the worst case scenario first year in the conference is you only go four and eight. And yeah, that's not great. I don't, I don't, I, that's, that's not actually great. a positive worst case scenario. Yeah, though, I, there's still a handful. No, of I know wins you could there. say zero and twelve. You could right, say right, two and right. ten or something like that. It's still not great if you go four and eight. You're you're losing yeah. eight games, and so yeah, I, I don't know. I think that's worst case. I think it's four and eight. You're like you're still thinking to yourself, man. Where where were those at least two other games that would have made us bowl eligible? And you're starting right. to think, where did we lose those two games? And I I'm thinking from a fan perspective. I'm probably not thinking from a player perspective because you want to win every single game. But you're just like, there's got. I I still think there's got to be at least six games out there that I think they can win. I think worst case is they lose two of those games. Yeah, yeah I, I think agree. I think expectations is, is always make it to a bowl game. You know, um, for basketball, it's always make it to the the, the tournament, mm-hmm. um, and that's just the that's just the standard. So, if if BYU doesn't make it to a bowl game, to me, it's a it's a it's a failure because that that's the set expectations. So, um, you know, you're I think you have you have every you know reason to be right about that. Um, for me, it'd be uh, this is a, maybe a different unique approach, but. For me, it'd be uh, if if Keaton Slovis gets injured mm. and um, you know misses a lot of games. Um, after seeing him uh, during the scrimmage on Saturday, and man, um, <laughs> I was sitting with Uncle B, and every time he you know made a a, a good play, a good pass, I, I looked at him. I was like, Oh yeah, we're gonna win. <laughs> oh yeah, we're gonna win. We're gonna win. We're gonna win. I'm ready. Uh, and, and I was like a, a kid in the candy store. But um, I think I think you know seeing his performance on Saturday just really showed me how how valuable he is, um, and and gave me that much more confident and confidence in the in the offense and you know obviously in the team. But I mean, can you imagine if we didn't have somebody like Keaton Slovis in regards to uh, experience, right? Mm-hmm. Not even talk about just talent yet, but just the experience of playing, you know, in these big games on these big stages, right? Um, can you imagine uh, us not having somebody like that going yeah. into the Big 12? I'd be like, hey, if we can win one game, <laughs> yeah. we'd be good. <laughs> we'll yeah. be good. We don't, you know, the, the, the normal expectation of going to a bowl game, let's throw that out. <laughs> Throw it out. Don't worry. Just win one game. <laughs> whatever it is. SUU. Sam <laughs> right. Houston. Whatever exactly. it is. Exactly. No, I, I think that's a great point. And say what you will about the transfer portal, right? But BYU definitely scored big yeah. um, in the quarterback position. And luckily, A-Rod, I mean, he's he's been high on Jake Retzlaff and Cade Finnegan said they're coming up. And so, I mean, fingers crossed, BYU has had just terrible luck in the quarterback position when it comes to staying healthy. But I'm with you. I, I think that would that would be a detriment uh, to the BYU offense because they are they're doing great. Yeah. I, I I've heard and seen only great things in fall camp from the BYU offense, so I think that's going to be kind of the shining spot for BYU. So I think that's a good one for I me. Think, I think too, like the hope, like the hope aspect, right? Yeah, 
like you're just hopeless and that's the worst yeah. thing i mean even it was, the bible even says that a lot right like so, somebody that doesn't have hope that's like it's like decay in his bones right so imagine waking up every day going to practice and i'm like man we don't got a quarterback yeah we suck we're not gonna win <laughs> you know what i mean like <laughs> like that's it's hard it's hard to work hard it's hard to get up and get excited you know about something that you're hopeless for so i think i think he gives them that hope as well right and that's where the depth comes in you just hope byu has that depth yeah. heaven forbid anything happen for me the worst case scenario is losing to cincinnati and kansas those first two games of the season the climb only gets more difficult from there and it'll be really hard for byu to dig themselves out of that hole they're they're two of the the worst teams in the conference i mean that's those are preseason polls anything can happen once the season starts right we're that's what we're hoping is byu fans because byu is ranked what 11th in the polls right now, the Big 12. So we're hoping they're wrong. We're hoping <laughs> all that goes out the window. But I just think that could be the worst case scenario is at the beginning of the season, both those games at the beginning, and they lose both of those games. And they're like, well, what are we going to do against Texas Tech and Oklahoma and Texas? And, you know, and so, yeah, easiest part of the schedule. I feel like you got to nail down those games. You got you to gotta prove yourself and do it uh, – do it in a convincing manner. I think that'd be great. We're going to take a quick break, but when we come back, we're going to give you our bold predictions for the 2023 football season. And here's some of your hot takes. This is Cougar Tailgate. Welcome back to Cougar Tailgate. I'm Lauren McLean with Brian Logan and Cleon Wall. All right, finally, guys, let's end on a positive note, and I'll give our bold predictions for the season. I already know Cleon thinks Keaton Slovis is going to win the Heisman, and Brian, too, apparently. But make this something big that might not be realistic, but the unrealistic BYU fan inside of you thinks it could be possible. Uh, let's let's go with one of the fan responses first. At Bro Henderson on Twitter says, BYU finishes in the top 25 at the end of the year with better players at every position and more depth and improved defense creating havoc. We'll surprise many by winning some of the close ones. Slovis and four others get drafted. Oh, those are those are some bold predictions right there. Top twenty five like, is that is that realistic, wow. Ryan? And four drafted players. Well, five. I, 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 I just want to concentrate Keaton. on the top twenty five thing. I, yeah, I, I think you could possibly see four. I don't know. I don't know if you could see four drafted players. I think there's a few, but I no, Brian. What do you think? Top twenty five. I think so. Ooh, okay. I think. Is you know, that the fan fan inside of you, or is that like the analyst inside of you? That's that? the that's the analyst inside of me. Oh, when you, all right. you know, like when you first read that top twenty five, I went like this, like no way. Yeah. And then I started thinking about my comments I said earlier about Keaton Slovis, and then I started thinking about the new defense, and then I was like, you know what? It's, it could be possible. I could, I, it yeah. wouldn't surprise. It wouldn't surprise me at all. Brian, you start start with your bold prediction for this season. What is it? So th- I mean, this kind of this kind of carries like piggybacks on that one. Nine wins. Wow. Nine yeah. wins. I said nine. Yeah. Yeah. Woo. That's that is bold. A lot. A lot of a lot of analysts are saying, you know, it wouldn't surprise me if we got if BYU got eight wins. But I haven't heard anybody say nine. And again, if you if you were to see my reaction um, on Saturday after after seeing Keaton, um, I think you. It would make sense of why you you why I said you know nine wins, um, but then you got to think about the defense. I mean, the the defense side of the ball they look completely different, um, playing with a lot more confidence. Everybody's flying to the ball. I mean, it, it's it's like a whole new team. Um, guys are actually like hitting 
and and tackling <laughs> like <laughs> amazing like, man, like being like being physical i'm like this is this see this is football um but i think i think on the defensive side of the ball with with the whole new staff um it's it's it it does something to you as a player you know i was a part of something similar we didn't have a whole new staff because we just had some graduate assistants that came up and and stepped up and but but it's kind of like a reset right and and everybody's flying around it's your opportunity to you know show what you got and um you kind of have a, a, a new sense of life and i think um you know that new sense of life uh compared uh, and, and you you know matching that with keaton slovis and and a rod's already he's already proven you know mm-hmm. um and and so i think those two you know marry well with each other and wouldn't surprise me if they got top 25 but i say nine wins Wow. And I mean, the new defense is one of the reasons that analysts across the country are putting BYU so low because they just don't even know what to expect. They don't want to see. You can't rake a team high when you don't even know what you're going to see from a brand new coordinator. There's a lot of different guys. It's a very different team, different coaching staff. It's so I think that's one of the exciting parts is it's like it's exciting for game one. Right. And then you see what happens. But you're like, what's going to happen? It's good. There's like a lot in the air. You just have high hopes. It's so exciting. Yes, I know. <laughs> We're really close. What's yours, Glenn? What's your bold I, take? I, I had four. I know. I, I I'm an overachiever. <laughs> I like. I, I, I'm just like. Let me he's, write. he's a preparer. Just, just in case. So I'll give you two. The one will be really quick. The first one will be quick, and that is BYU is going to win one game this year on a game-winning field goal. After all the heartache and talk we've heard about how bad the field goal kickers are, they're going to win one game with a with a game-winning field goal. I didn't say how long. I just said a game-winning field goal. Okay, okay. okay. Uh, bold take number two. This this is going to go back to Brian. BYU is going to, on average, hold opponents under 24 points a game, fulfilling the Bronco Mendenhall mandate for winning. That's you score 24 or more, <laughs> and on average, you hold people to 24 You realize this or, is the Big less. 12, right? Yeah, I, I do. I, that's I, okay. Jay Hill dials up the right blitzes. The linebackers are flying all over the field. They're getting tackles. DBs getting enough, just enough turnovers to keep uh, opponents out of the end zone. I didn't say by how much. It could be 23.9, but, you know. I, <laughs> 23.9. I'm, that doesn't sound so bold when I say it that way. So, But I'm going to say under 24 points a game, the BYU defense is going to keep people under 24 points a game on average that's, this season. That's, that's 10 wins right there, according Woo. according to Broncos. Well, there's more to the formula, but that's one part of the formula. Is... I'm only doing the one. I'm, I'm not that smart, Brian. <laughs> <laughs> We're like, whoa, Brian. You, you got to you, score, you, score over 24, hold opponents under 24, be plus one in the turnover margin, um, and then um, rush for over 100 yards, and then ho- um, hold offenses under 100 yards rushing. And that that formula um, guarantees a win. Ten like ten wins. Yeah. Wow. There's yeah like Bronco and like Bronco's amazing. He, yeah he that's his yeah. His <laughs> he formula. is no he is he's an incredible coach. You got two more, Cleon. What are they? No, I'm not going to go. I'm not going to go through all of them. I'll, I'll go with those no, two. Go on. No, let's hear him. Go on. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, okay. I, I, yeah. L. J. Martin takes over as the number one running back by the seventh game of the season. I don't think that's I, from that's, what he's been doing in fall that's camp. Good. I don't think that's he, that crazy. He does a little bit of everything, and you yeah. just can't keep him off the field. Yeah. Maybe he and Aiden Robbins share it a little bit more, but I, you know, by seven games, I think they're going to say we can't keep this key- guy off the field. Let's just let's just get him in there. Let's. Can he let's... become like a Puka Nakua esque type player? I mean, I've seen his hands just watching fall camp. He's got great hands when he catches. I know he's a running back, but can do it all. You know, that's kind of how Puka Nakua was. Just get the ball to him. Yeah. Just, just and then my last. The last one's not as bold as. 
Keaton Slovis is going to be uh, a Heisman finalist. <laughs> I'll, I'll, I'll go with this. Keaton Slovis surprises everyone and turns out to be the best quarterback in the Big 12. Mm-hmm. Everyone knows he's good, but no one expects him to be this good. They're probably sitting there thinking, yeah, maybe four, maybe five. No, he turns out to be the best quarterback in the Big 12. Mm-hmm. You know, No more Quinn Ewers, no, no one else like that. It's going to be... Keaton Slovis. That's that's my last. That's one. a bold take. My bold take number one. I have two. Not as prepared as Cleon. BYU will not miss a field goal this entire season. How about that? Ooh. It's listen. Whether it be Boise State transfer Will Ferrin or somebody else, that might be the boldest prediction of all, considering <laughs> BYU's <laughs> luck last year and how spring ball went. But it's just so important. I feel like Kelly Papinga is the man, right? You know Kelly pretty well, Brian I Logan, and I don't like kickers. <laughs> okay, well, we'll save that for a different discussion. Wow, I, I don't know that if was... we can. We might have to do. We might have to do a bonus podcast or something yes, like that. Bonus. Why Bro and Lo- Brian Logan hates kickers, and why I can't pronounce Brian Logan's name? <laughs> Bro and Logan. You know, um, I, I always say punters. Punters are people, but yeah, not, yeah. not kickers. Not kickers. <laughs> mm. I'm sure they'd appreciate hearing that. Uh, my bold take number two is BYU will beat one of the big two, Texas or Oklahoma, by two scores. Or more. Oh yeah, yeah, that's good. I like that. Ooh, I think it's. I think happen. that's pretty spicy. Yeah, that's right. I think it and could I be Oklahoma. Good. I think it could be yes. Oklahoma. I think Texas would be tougher, but I. Yes. I think they could they at could, home. Yeah. With the rock behind them, I, I think it's yeah, a possibility. They could. Well, that remember one, what I said earlier, right? Yeah. About how I don't see them as. Yeah. Like yeah. I don't see them as Goliath, right? So I would I would go ahead and piggyback and say that 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 will probably happen. Mm. Wow. Okay. Love it. Let's hear from the fans a little bit more. Brett Hodkinson on Facebook said, my bold prediction is that Isaac Rex will lead the team in receptions this season. I hmm. I think that's, that's a possibility. That is, I, that's, that's bold. I think that's, I think that's Do bold. you? Yeah, yeah, I think I it think is too. Yeah. Now, yeah, he didn't get very many to him last year. Now, but if, he if, wasn't quite himself either. So he, Yeah, he had, you know, like one leg the whole, the whole season. If yeah. he said touchdowns, I'd have been like, okay, I could see the touchdowns. But, but, yeah. but receptions. Yeah. Jason Blackburn said, my hot take is that Ryder Burton will be the starter for the Texas game. What? Ryder Burton, huh? I don't see that. Jason? That's, that's, that's really hot, but yeah. What are you doing? All I, right. wouldn't, I wouldn't mind that. I, he looks just like Zach. He reminds me of Zach. Does he? Ryder Burton? I, I, yep. I, yeah. I, yeah. I, yep. I'm in love. <laughs> that's, that's the best way, you know, like like Taysom, Taysom is right here. Yeah, yeah. And you know writers like, slightly below zach is like right here but like right he's like right here now right in the he, middle yeah, for those two yeah so. not even in the top 100 kickers okay <laughs> <laughs> no at <laughs> uh, s.tell said on twitter i think bou falls just short of a bowl eligibility this year this is our bowl take but pick up a couple good wins i hope i'm wrong and we make it to a bowl game <laughs> All right. That's, wow, that's, that, that's a bold take. Wah, wah, you know, it's wah. funny. We, when we think bold takes, we think, yeah, what's, the, what's this cool thing? And, you know, she yeah. she just brings it to it and says, yeah, this is my bold take. I don't think they're going bowling. He's like, if I'm being honest here, I don't <laughs> think they're going bowling. So. The honest bold take. All right. Okay, guys, we're going to really quickly, I want you guys to give me what you predict will be BYU's 2023 record. Cleon. Seven and five. Seven and five. Brian? Uh, nine and whatever. Nine and three. <laughs> nine and three. <laughs> would be disappointed in that math. I'm going with six and six. So uh, we'll see what happens, you guys. All right, that does it for us today. Thanks again to Brian Logan and Cleon Wall for coming on the show with me. You can join the Cougar Tailgate wherever you get your podcasts, on Apple, TuneIn, Stitcher, Spotify, or on BYUradio.org. Cougar Tailgate is a production of BYU Radio. Yeah.